You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Friday follow-up podcast of Drinks with Johnny. Today is a little bit different. Uh, Maggie Linderman, the guest from this uh, from this week's earlier episode, uh, is off the grid right now. She does this apparently, uh, according to her management. Uh, every once in a while, she goes and hangs out with her dad and goes completely off the grid for a couple weeks. I think that's awesome. It's a it's a great thing for us all to do is just uh, put the cell phone away for a while and uh, just uh, disconnect, as they say. Um, so uh, we're probably going to get a phone call with her later in the month at some point, and uh, we'll just release that uh, another week. So we did decide to do something a little different for you guys on this uh, follow-up Friday. I'm going to be giving Brandon Lombardo a call. He, For those of you who don't know, he is the uh, man behind this show, uh, director, graphic designer, all those wonderful things making me look better than I really am and uh, he (laughs) lives in Newcastle Pennsylvania with a few characters and uh, one of these characters is going to be on the show today we're supposed to have two of the characters uh, because I went there in July sometime visited Brandon and his uh, his kid and his wife and uh, it was an absolute blast and we went out to a bar one night and I got to meet some of these characters, and they were telling me some amazing stories. And uh, we decided at some point, if we ever needed just some audio and some great stories, we're just going to give these guys a call. Apparently, one of them isn't awake yet. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to let uh, Brandon kind of run this show since it is his connection, his friend. But uh, let's give Brandon a call and see what this uh, episode's really going to be all about. Oh, hey there. Hey, what's up, Brandon? How are you this morning? What's up? I can tell I'm being recorded by how professional you're being right now. <laughs> this is how I always talk to you. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't start off with some kind of slur or something like that towards you? Yeah, usually it's a racial slur. Oh, wow. I, did, I didn't put racial Italian. in there. You added racial in there. <laughs> A slur doesn't always mean racial, you fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> it is when you call me. No. <laughs> What's up, dude? It's what, Friday morning? It's Friday morning. Yeah, I just woke up. I dropped uh, dropped Frankie off at school and then uh, came back and turned on the roadcaster here to give you a call. And I kind of informed the people listening right now that... Uh, uh, you're going to kind of lead this charge because this is really based on a couple characters that you've introduced into my life, uh, specifically when I went out to Newcastle. 
And we decided that these stories were just so awesome that if we ever got the opportunity or needed uh, a fill-in of some sort, that we would get in and have these guys tell at least a story or two. But apparently one of them's not awake. You you take it from there. He kind of hibernates, man. Like, uh, you know, hey, you're in California. It doesn't really get cold there. It does. We're calling it quote-unquote here cold. But we're talking like you put on long sleeves. It's like 20 degrees here, bro. So it's winter. People that are shaped and look like bears like to hibernate, and I'm one of those people. So, yeah, we sleep, bro. And uh, one of our guests for today is probably still sleeping. Sometimes he hibernates for days at a time. And, you know, you just got to let sleeping bears lie. But we do have the benefit of joining Shawnee for this call. And Shawnee is a friend that I've known for a long time, went to high school with. We've done... <laughs> a bunch of stuff that I probably can't say on the podcast. Oh, uh, you can right say now. it on the podcast. That's why we're only. That's why we saved him from the audio. Like that's like for people who don't know. Like there is restrictions and stuff like that on YouTube for ads and stuff. But we could say whatever we want on the fucking podcast. So I mean, you could say whatever you want. It's just up to you if you want it to live in in infamy. Which is why we're not going to say it. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah, I mean, Sean, yeah, he's a great dude. He's been to your house, too. I mean, you know. He's, yeah, he's been no, a guest Sean, for the... a while now, since uh, when you first showed me videos of this guy. And, and uh, before I met him, you were sending me videos of what this guy was doing. I think you guys went down to Skid Row at some point and did a game show. <laughs> yeah, the Skid Row game show. So before Drinks with Johnny, you know, my film projects were vastly different and one of them was following Sean around and, and trying to do some skits with Sean and uh yeah I mean we, we did a bunch of shit with him and honestly dude let's just let's just get him on the phone man let's uh let's get to this huh okay let's let's bring Sean on the phone all right let me see if I can do this I'm calling you from my computer right now so I gotta get a loop this guy in let's see well, if, this if anyone works. could figure it out it's you <laughs> I don't know dude you uh you tried to be the tech wizard earlier this week this week what did I do this week? I don't remember what he's talking about. I think he's trying to loop in the call right now. I'll put some music back here. Hope everybody's week's going well. Did this work? Sean. You pranking me or what, dude? What's up? You all right? Are you on the phone now, Sean? I'm on this phone. Yeah, I paid a bill. <laughs> that wasn't what I was asking, <laughs> but I love it. How are you today, Sean? Oh man, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. It's it's uh eight thirty in the morning here. I'm just having my uh, nice. second cup of coffee. I'm really excited that you're on the show today, man. Oh, I'm excited too. Sounds great. Yeah, I was telling I was telling uh, Johnny. You know, we we're supposed to have another guest on the show here, but it's winter. It, and, you know, people hibernate here in the winter, which they don't do it in Southern California. Correct. You know? Yeah, they, they bear it up. Yep. yep. And, I don't think that that's... You know, think, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't mean to cut you guys off or anything like that or call you completely out on bullshit. But I know a lot of other cold places. I've visited a lot of cold places. My wife's from Alaska. I don't think it's a general acceptance that people, that people hibernate. Bears do. But normal people don't just hibernate. Well, uh, yeah, but drunks do. 
<laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. I just want to get yeah. that out of the way. Yeah, we we binge for like you know Alaska has like what ninety days of darkness. We mm. do ninety days of getting fucked up, and then we sleep the rest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In all fairness, I mean, Don fell asleep at like four o'clock yesterday, right after we got off of our uh, community call with the Discord there. Yeah, yeah was up for like, wow, I was up for like thirty six hours. What were you doing for thirty six hours, Sean? You know, a lot of different, I like to stand around different places in my house. I get up, I walk around and I do stuff and then I, I try to get comfortable, but then like, I immediately think like, I got to go do this and I go out, maybe I'll rearrange the fridge. I don't know what it comes down to, but the sleep thing does not like me most days. So I just end up pushing through and then I wake up and, you know, I, I wait for my friends that have kids and, and jobs. And then I'm like, you know what? I'll call them and see what they're doing. Then we go and smoke cigars and drink coffee at random places in town. So you waited around to see Brandon yesterday is what you're saying. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew he was, I knew he, I needed a little, uh, a little friendship time. Nice. <laughs> I just want you to know when he says waiting around, we went at like 9am to do all this stuff. Wow. Well, I've, I've been waiting. I didn't get home till four in the morning, and then I get home, and then you know, need something to do. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. <laughs> I think you were telling me yesterday on the Discord that I asked you about your Thanksgiving, Sean, and you said it was cool. Oh yeah, gotten a couple of bar fights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a I got a blown out knee from that. You know these. Uh, it's never, it's never one thing. It's always like it seems like the the women have all, always get into fights, and there's no age range for that. Like, you know, it could be twenty two, it could be fifty two, but they're getting mad. You know what I mean? They get all liquored up, and uh, you know, I don't know if they're fighting over their their hairstyles or what's going on, but something's happening in the water here. There's yeah, there's definitely something in the water here. Oh yeah, man, it's making the turn into flash. It's what? Like flesh baskets, man. They got no mind. <laughs> yeah, well, just... I like how you said that term, though. Like, it's just a, a very common term to say. That, like, and flesh baskets. Like, like, anybody knows what the hell that is. You're like, oh, yeah, just a flesh basket. <laughs> well, you know, in my, in my mind, I just perceive that everybody's going to get it, you know? Because there's <laughs> too much training. I, I like that though. I think you just keep rolling on that way, man. That's what makes you you. I agree. Oh. I love. Before it. you get on the call, Sean, we were we were talking about some of the projects that we did together, and uh, Johnny brought up the the Skid Row game show. Oh yeah, that was a very fun and terrifying time of my life. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you that. I don't think anyone should. That place, whole place, should be quarantined. First of all, with Giant walls, District Nine. But uh, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend anyone go there for anything unless you're going to drop something off and leave. You know, like a basket of something. A basket of well, what? <laughs> like you can put cans and stuff in there, but the thing is, I don't know if they're able to open cans. You can't just have people rubbing cans on the sidewalk to open them. You know what I mean? Like 
you got to bring them stuff that's like quick subs and a wrapper and get out of there. Oh, you mean to like to help them out? Nah, yeah, you can help them. I mean, they'll use the basket for all kinds of things. <laughs> that's what I was asking. I was like, what kind of basket are you putting down there, man? Um, clothing basket, mainly the plastic kind, got a little structure to them. Because I know they'll, I mean, they'll have that built into a... Uh, some type of castle in no time. I, I, actually, to be funny, the one time I, when I was there, the guy got so excited that we were going to talk to him, he destroyed his entire house. Like, he got out of the tent and just, I mean, he just leveled everything. And I, I thought to myself, I don't understand that, but then at the same time, like, what else are you going to do during the day than rebuild your whole life? You know, like, it's like Legos. You're going to destroy them to build a new set. And that's their life, Legos. This, okay, that's a, it's a different kind of analogy, but I'll go with it. So, this guy got excited because you're about to play the the, the Skid Row game show with him, right? Yeah, he wanted my hand sanitizer. Okay, so let's back this up a little bit. Why don't you two try to, try, try to just try and tell me if I've never seen this before what the Skid Row game show was? Skid Row game show was basically I was down there asking questions to random folks and I was basically letting them, I was, I was going to give them something regardless whether they won against my questions. My questions were very simplistic, but you know, I'm trying to get out there. If they want, I answered a couple questions correctly. I was letting them pick from my cart. I had a cart. I was pulling around full stuff and I was offering them that if they win, you get to pick a couple things out of the cart. I'll give you some soap, a toothbrush, you know, all the stuff you're going to need water for, I don't have that. But I'll give you the stuff, and you make it work, and that's what I was trying to support them in that. And they were they were very excited about that. And, uh, you know, we went around. The first guy we talked to, you know, apparently was a lawyer and an author in his world. And, uh, you know, he was excited. They answered most of the questions, right? Some of the people had no idea, like, even what city they were even in. When I asked them, um, you know, I had a guy, I had a guy down there. Um, he did some sit-ups for me and, you know, I, I didn't think he was going to live through the sit-ups, but I made sure I gave him an air mattress and he immediately went and sold that for crack. I know it because he got excited about it. He put the pipe in his sock and he ran away. Shit, man, that's bleak. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, dude, I'm telling you, the worst part of it, I'm sitting there, we're on the corner, I was singing a little tune, okay, I was singing a little tune about, you know, the game show, and as I'm singing the tune, you know, and this is like crazy, you know, maybe a little out of pocket, but there was a guy next to me in a sleeping bag, and he defecated in his hand and threw it on the sidewalk next to him and went back to sleep. Hmm. See, that's just sad, though, too. Like, part of yeah. me wants to laugh, but the other part is like, that's just fucking incredibly sad. Oh, yeah. It's crazy, man. It's, uh, it's, it's a different world, you know? I don't think a lot of people have ever been around anything like that. And, and to see what those people in Skid Row go through every day on, on a day-to-day basis is kind of insane. Yeah. So, yeah, Sean was down there, you know, trying to help out, give away some stuff to up their day and uh yeah it's a live mental hospital basically mm-hmm. so what were some of the, so what were some of the questions do you remember 
Um, you know, we were trying to ask people, you know, name me five, five cities, you know? Um, and, and, and I was getting like full continents and states as answers. Mm. Um, we asked people like, um, you know, who would win in a fight, Godzilla or, uh, you know, Bigfoot. And, you know, that's more of a biased question, but I think we all know Godzilla is going to win that. So, you know, that was the right answer in wait, my head. Why do we know Godzilla is going to win that? I mean, come on, man. It's a giant nuclear breathing lizard. <laughs> well, I mean, this thing can do, you know, anything. <laughs> I mean, you're probably. Yeah, right. but. But King Kong no is badass, too, though. Yeah. No. Big King boy. Kong is badass. I'm not going to lie. He is badass. But he's not aquatic. Yeah. And that to me is like, you know, that's like SEAL team shit, you know? They're a little bit, yeah, he's, he's, he's amphibious. I get it. He, I get it. It's a whole yeah. other, a whole other play ball. It's a whole other play ball? Yeah. Like, it's a whole other ball you can bring into the game. Like, if you're playing, you're playing wiffle ball, you can not only just use a wiffle ball. Like, you can use a tennis ball, a racket ball, so he has all those balls. He can play in the water or the land. It's another, it's another play ball. Okay. Okay. I love your terminology. So. Yeah, it's that, that's all I'm the, I, I, I just think it's very interesting. I follow it. I need to make like, you need the coffee table book. Just the way Sean terminology, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, it's not fair that everyone should be limited to just what we, you know, talk about. To other people you know you got to create your own things <laughs> but if you create your own thing no one will know what you're talking about sean well that's why they, they have to learn me if they don't want to take the time to learn me then you know get on the internet talk to somebody else <laughs> get on the internet. if you don't want to take some time to learn me get on the internet and find somebody else that's that's a great quote dude <laughs> <laughs> that are out there. There's other people out there that want to talk to you the way you want to talk, man. That is true. So, Everyone does need to find their yeah. own community. I agree. Yeah, that's all. Don't change it up because, you know, Twitter's out there and the Nuremberg ring and all that stuff, spaceships. Who cares? You know? No, I don't know. <laughs> I want to go back. You say you I wanna, said a I lot go right back there. For a yeah. Yeah. I, I can't even like try to process it right now because I'm still waking up too. But I want to go back Damn. to the first time I brought Sean to your house, Johnny. Like, what was your first instinct there, man? Because he was a character. He was he was outside the box. Yeah, you know, like, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. It was back. Uh, we were filming an episode. Was that the one with uh, uh, noodles? It was noodles. Yeah. Yeah. Noodles. noodles. Yeah. Well, my first impression was kind of like, oh, uh, Brandon brought some friends over. Um, let's, uh, I was, I, I actually just kind of thought you were, Sean was just a dude that you hired cause you're like, Oh, I'm just going to hire a couple of buddies. Like, and I was like, okay, my, cause at that point we thought we needed more people or we were working with more people trying to make more pr production on the YouTube side of it and stuff. And you were in town still, this was all pre pandemic. Right. And, uh, uh, we were, you know figuring out how we were going to film the show. So I didn't find it weird that you would hi hire someone to help you out that day. 
But when Sean showed up, I was like, he doesn't seem very professional at any of this. He's asking a lot of questions. I'm like, are you? And then I came to find out later that you just brought your buddy along and you're like, you're just going to help me out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He was in town visiting, you know. Uh, <laughs> probably one of his first. Was it your first time out to California, Tom? That was. Was that my. I think that might have been my first time out there. I knew you called me out for my arms and legs, I knew it wasn't for my mind. But I knew it was something, I knew it was something to carry. But listen, I tell you what, I think that was my first time. And uh, that was a very, it was fun. I had a great time. I had a great time exploring. I had a great time coming to your house. We moved those couches. Yeah. They were there to move, help move the couches because Brandon had an idea See? that he wanted to film differently about. So we sat behind, That's and right. the first time we sat behind the bar and we, and we borrowed uh, microphones from Bobby. That was the last, yeah. first and last time we used those microphones. <laughs> yeah, we had that like streamcast thing or that box of technology we were using. Oh, it was, it was a box of technology that was 10 years old at the time. So, the Tricaster. The Tricaster. That thing was a fucking beast, man. So they have Tricasters right that are like new Tricasters is what like all the sports broadcasters use, everything like that. This was a Tricaster from 10 years prior and we, we couldn't even, it was so old we couldn't even update it. Like that we had to. It was running on like Windows 98, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was Al Rucker's old unit. <laughs> <laughs> I think he signed it actually. I think he signed that one. Yeah. <laughs> that was a buddy of mine. My buddy, my buddy had a comedy show here in LA with uh, John Lovitz uh, years ago, and they had a bunch of uh, equipment in a where in a um, in a storage unit. And he's like, "Oh yeah, just come by, grab whatever you want." And I was like, "All right, I'll grab this thing, I guess." And then Brandon's like, "Oh, I, I know how to use that." He had no idea how to use that. He just knew he was going to figure no, it out. No, he didn't. This, this, this he knows like, everything. He is a you know. He has a way for everything. You tell him yesterday, he tells me everything. I tell, tell him something like, oh, yeah, Brandon, I'm looking at getting like this new, like, you know, even a pair. I can be like, oh, I'm going to go get a pair of sweatpants at Nike. Oh, I got a guy for Nike. I, I got a guy with sweatpants. I don't need that. I got a guy that will sell me tires with my name on him. <laughs> okay. I don't even bring it up anymore because he's just going to make an espresso with my life. <laughs> make an espresso with your life? What? Yeah, like he like takes everything and, and like you know he's he's uh, he's got the uh, he puts his little thing his twist on everything he puts he, he plays with his beard and he tells me exactly how it's gonna be so I just you know I wait and see because he likes to like constantly interject on my life like in the car he he won't even if there's nobody in the front seat he'll sit behind me because he knows it drives me insane. And then he'll do little pokes and prods and then, like, tell me how I'm doing driving and stuff the whole time. And the one time he was putting skin on me, I don't even want to get into that. That was the whole thing. He, was, he did something. Yeah, he was peeling skin and putting it on my shoulder as I'm driving. And he's got a child. He said, I'm going to wreck his car. <laughs> that's some, <laughs> that was after that, our Vegas trip. That's some torment. That was after our Vegas trip. After yeah. Vegas trip. No, that's, yeah, that's, that's exactly what it was. But, yeah, like, I was really badly sunburned after our Vegas trip. Oh, oh, so oh, that was brutal. Yeah. I kept telling you to put sunscreen on. You're like, dude, I'm fine. I'm like, no, you're not. Will you listen to him. <laughs> listen to him. You're Italian, bro. You can't be out here playing around in the sun. You're gonna bake like a macaroni. 
<laughs> Dude, I was peeling for like three weeks. But yeah, I had a lot Doobie of Doobie Doobie. <laughs> you know better. We yeah. don't come from the sun. Dude, that was oh, it was incredible how I, he just kept saying, No, I'm good. I'm like, All right. <laughs> that's his that's thing for everything. Yeah, that's his thing for everything. Except yesterday, we had the worst nutritional coffee in the world. He didn't finish it. I was proud of him for that because usually he'll like, no, I'll just power through. We already bought it. But that would have made us sick. How do you have coffee that bad? I've never had dude. coffee that bad. Well, well come here and I'll get you one and you'll throw it at the window of this place. I mean, I've had like bad <laughs> diner coffee, stuff like that, but I don't drink it and like know that I'm going to get sick from it. I've never had that. It's just it's just coffee, beans, and water. How do you make that make no. someone sick? No. I'll tell you what, we got a place in a small farm town that tried to do something special, I'm not going to say their name, but they they put like instant coffee with a little bit of flavor syrup and then protein powder in a shaker with a little bit of water. They shake it up, they pour it, and then they put hot water over it and they call it some type of delicacy nutrition coffee, like it's going to save your life. And I'll tell you what, it almost took ours. Oh, sound- it was pretty bad, man. Yeah, that it doesn't was- sound good. No. Protein coffee, man. It's just not good. Not- it also doesn't sound like not- it goes really well with your cigars. No, no. Not at all. <laughs> that was the second cup of coffee we had, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the second. That, we that, started was, the, that was the healthier cup. Yeah, I, see, that's what you do when you get health in your life. That shit will ruin you. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from NoFX, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fall Out Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. I remember <laughs> <laughs> going back to Sean's trip when uh, he came out to California probably the first or second day Bobby wanted to run to GMC Bobby Shabinsky for everyone listening who's a friend of the show guest of the show you know just he's that guy yeah and uh, <laughs> we went to a GMC because Bobby wanted to buy some protein powder and I'll never forget it. Sean walks in with a cigarette lit and is smoking a cigarette inside no. GMC, no. asking the clerk how to get healthy. This name was Harry Potter. I said, well, there's obviously no laws here. The guy doesn't even have a real name. <laughs> the guy's name yeah, was Harry Potter. The guy working behind the desk at GMC's <laughs> name was Harry Potter. Harry Potter, dude. Yeah, the dude had a calculator for eyes, and he was ready to go. Wow, a calculator! And he didn't care that I was smoking. You have so many amazing euphemisms, dude. It's it's like 
I, I still wanted to go back to, it's so far gone now, but saying that he turns you into an espresso or whatever the fuck that was. Because they didn't, like, I don't understand, I still don't understand how that well, has anything to do know, with espresso. Right, here's because an espresso is, is made where you press it. You know, you're really pressing something to, to get the, get the high, the highest octane out of what you're doing. You know what I mean? Okay. You got this guy pressuring you. So he basically, like, whatever you're doing with Brandon, he, and, and being his friend for over 20 years now, he puts you, he grinds you up, he gets you going, he puts you in this little cup and pulls you like espresso. I mean, he, he'll get it out of you. He'll definitely get you get what he needs out of the enjoyment or experience. I love him for that, but that's why he's an espresso. You know, he's not just a pour your beans in a cup kind of guy. He'll take it and really grind you out, and then you go home. You know, and you're hung out wet and dry. You I know, see that. But is it? But is it not the barista that is the one grinding out the espresso? Not so with, in, with in him. That, in it, that analogy, it, yeah. you would be the espresso. He'd be the barista. Exactly. He's he's uh, he's crushing my beans. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that. I yeah. love that. So, Sean, are you comfortable with sharing the story of how you went to uh, a, a trade a trade school college? Yeah, yeah, Zach, definitely. Okay, just just before we get into that, I want to preface that I heard this story in New York hanging out with Sean, and by the end of it, I had to inform him he did not go to a trade school. <laughs> Correct. I went, yeah, I think I went to a, um, like a pop-up shop, like gangster school, apparently. I don't know exactly what I was doing. I lived in a motel attached to a diner and a strip club, and I showed up at a building every day. Yeah, that's not a trade school. Yeah, start start, start from the beginning, bud. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, when I was uh, I graduated high school here without honors, and uh, I, you know, I said I'm, I want to go do something. I like, you know, at the time, like the pimp my ride was real big. I was real big into cars, so I had uh, found this school in um, it was South Hack and Sack, New Jersey, and uh, you know, I, I go there, and it's it's like in a warehouse almost. And I thought, well, this is going to be good. There's not many things like this in around the area. Um, I tried to go to Canada for a school there, but I got shunned and I hated it. So I came back and I found this place. So I was out there and they like, they offered like four dorm rooms for like 30 kids. So that ran out quick. Um, and I was like, okay, they're going to teach me how to install all this crazy stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to really get like ahead here. And, uh, I ended up like, like, Oh, well, if you live in this motel, you know, this motel, will we'll give you, we'll give you money off and everything else. And, and, um, so, you know, eventually time gets going in and it, it gets wild. Like, you know, it gets, starts to get wild. I've never been around like this type of thing. I ended up going into the city all the time. Um, you know, I live in next to a pimp and, and, and a bunch of these crazy people and, uh, you know, things got to the point where I ended up needing, needing the protection of some of the people that I went to school with family. Explain, um, that, explain that a little bit further, Sean. Like, what do you mean? What, what things are getting crazy? You're, you think you're going there to learn how to pimp everybody's ride. Instead, you're living next to a pimp in the motel 
And at this point, you're, you're still th- you still think you're in school, right? You still think you're in a trade school. Um, but, I think I'm in a trade school. Yeah. So like, and you're you're just here to learn the trade of of auto body building and and doing some cool some cool shit to get ahead. They put you in a motel. They do. They put you in a motel, and uh, then they start to ask you to do things, right? Correct. Yeah. So then later, um, you know, so this is basically I'm living in the beginnings of AI. So this is like all real. Like it doesn't even feel like reality. But they, so I got this this guy, and I get I get robbed in uh, on the train. I'm 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 on a train going back. Um, not like an actual train, like uh, an Amtrak. It's you know the subway. Mm-hmm. And I missed my stop, uh, and I had a a bag full of um, TV monitors for the car I was working on, and I, I missed the stop. I ended up getting too far, and I go to this bad stop, and I got. I think there was like three guys on this train, and uh, you know I, I go to get off, and and they stand up, and the guy puts a pistol in my mouth, like he puts it right up in my mouth, and he's like, you know, we're taking this shit, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh. Uh, you know, I'm fucking like losing my mind. I'm like, well, you know, take it, take it, take it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm going back. I have nothing on me. And these guys are like, you know what? You need to meet my, you need to meet my cousin Chago. He, he's a, uh, he's well respected around here and everything. So I meet him. He takes me over to the diner that I'm living at the motel and at the diner, there's a girl and he, he, this girl comes and sits down with me and we talk. And she, they end up like appointing her as my girlfriend. And so basically she's now staying with me and selling ecstasy and weed. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my whole job was to make sure that like, you know, I was driving her to these different places and, and everything else. And, you know, then it got a little crazier after that. I was walking down through Chinatown waiting for her and, um, a, I ran into a, a group of, you know, prestigious watch salesmen. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> he jumps out of the woodwork scratching his watch. I got this watch. I got this watch. Check it. Next thing I know, I got a knife in my back and they're taking my fucking phone and my wallet. They didn't want my credit. They took all my cash. I'm stuck down in the city in Chinatown with these guys with garbage bags. They got all these like Santa bags over their shoulders. They're covering me around this, this side. So I ended you up getting like in the protection. Sounds like you're describing Derelict from Zoolander, the new the new line of fashion. Well, if that's a line of fashion, you know, I'm Miles <laughs> Davis. Let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, so it just, you know, it turned into this whole, like, world I've never experienced uh, really quick. And I learned how to basically, you know, I went from, you know, uh, a suburban street kid to, you know, now living a full blown Puerto Rican gangster lifestyle. And, uh, very scary. I was in a, it was in a, it was fun though. At the same time, like I really wouldn't, I would go back and do it again because I know I didn't die. Right. So like, you know, I didn't die. I was in a, it was in a small, like it felt like a bungalow apartment, but it was so small. And the, uh, so we're, I, you know, a friend of mine was like, Oh, Hey, you know, come over. I'm going to have a traditional Puerto Rican dinner. And I was like, Oh, this is amazing. Like I, I you know, I'm going to meet, I get down there and we're at the house and, and we're cooking. And all of a sudden we have all this commotion outside and, 
And what had happened was the brother was real big into cars. A, a rival like gang came and was stealing his Honda Prelude. And the brother comes out of the room with a shot and shoots right over our backs at the couch. Wow, right out the window. And the other dudes are shooting in the, into, the, into the apartment window. It's a bay window. And uh, the mom's cooking, you know, fucking enchiladas, whatever the hell it is. And she comes, you know, me down. We're all down behind this couch. And then, like, everything happened. All the couch, and we, we finished the dinner later on. But everything was like, it was like way too much at one, at one instant moment. But nothing hit me. So I was like, okay, this is crazy. I took my time. I spent like the next, they told me I could take the week off, et cetera, whatever I was in this issue. And, uh, you know, it turned into a lot more than I wanted to with the whole thing. But, you know, I'm, uh, I am happy I'm here and I got the experience. I'm not going to lie. I mean, that's that's one positive way of looking at it. I mean, you did get an experience, none like uh, most of the other entire planet will ever get you know like that's and yes you are still alive but it's just it's still remarkable to me that through this you had no idea that you were being uh recruited for this gang you just still thought you were in a trade school yeah yeah me too i (laughs) you know i didn't know that like do it like they kept telling me it was an apprenticeship (laughs) And I just kept oh, doing all the work for that. It was, it was an apprenticeship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're doing great, man. We just need to do this and and this. And, we'll, oh, yeah, we'll, we're going to have some cards. We've got some cards for you to do. And then, like, they would leave for, like, hours, you know. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to piss these people off. So they, they took, as a reward one night, they took me to my first, like, strip club. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. But, you know, the, the owner, the teacher was like, I'm going to buy you a strip dance and all this stuff. Well, the girl was so Russian. I, I didn't even understand a word she was saying. So she t- he takes me in the back. He's like, yeah, I'll give him a dance. Well, I didn't know what this lady was saying. You know what I mean? So I'm, um, I'm back there for like four or five songs. You know, she's, she's got my pants undone. All this other stuff happens. And I fit, uh, we, we finish, I come out, and she, you know, and he, she's like, okay, you're going to pay me. And I'm like, no, he's paying for it. And he, he, she's like, well, you only paid for one, the guy tells me. I'm like, oh, my God, what the hell? What do you mean? I had no money, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the, the guy goes, well, do you have any money? I said, yeah, I guess that I got my, my ATM card in the car, so I, I, you know, I lied. And I ran out to my car. I peeled out of this place. I'm, I'm, I'm out of there. Well, they fucking found me that night, the, the teacher and them, and I ended up having to clean this guy's house for like two weeks. Like every day I had to go over there and clean this guy's house and pay off. It was like $380 or something I owed, but it was like, I, I worked way more than $380, I'll tell you that, because you know, I, I clean behind stuff. But when you clean behind someone's stuff in their house, like move things, that's worth way more than, than the original asking price. <laughs> What was the ori- but the original asking price was you doing something that you grazed over with a stripper in the back of his club. Correct, but that you know, in all fair, in all fairness, I'm not good at math. I'm just waiting to see the outcome, and I knew okay, three hundred eighty bucks. That's me vacuuming windows, couple things here and there. You know what I mean? I'm I love not getting this old school news, bartering but- system. You're like, ah, uh, you, you well, fucked up this time, but you're gonna clean my house. 
<laughs> well, that's how I live my life. We we have a very good bartering system around here. You know, everyone knows, like, hey, you know what? Uh, what you need your medicine to live? Well, I'm gonna need my grass cut. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need diabeto medicine. <laughs> I don't know if it's all of Newcastle or just the group of you guys that I've met over there, but there it's it's something else, guys. It's something else. Let me tell you. For, I mean, I've traveled the world. I've only lived in in uh, in California, so I can't say too much. But I mean, I've traveled a lot of places, and man, I, it's it's different in Newcastle. Yeah, we we base things off of like uh, a complete opposite system. <laughs> So, did you graduate to school? What's that? Did you ever, did you graduate from that school? I did. I I ended up getting my, um, what they call, it's called an uh, MECP, which is a mobile electronic certified professional. And then I also got my 12 volt certification and a, uh, a course you take on selling electronics become a professional electronics salesman. Basically saying like, if I'm selling you an electronic, I'm certified in what I'm talking about that I know this product and, then I, and so on and so forth. Wow, that is fantastic. I'm glad that you got an education from that gang and they uh, were able to send you off onto the rest of your life. That's that's a great, great All-American story oh, right there. 100%. That's the way of the road, man. That's the way. You, well, that's you, not the way of the road. <laughs> You can't use well, that saying there. <laughs> well, if I'm getting in a car, I'm expecting something to go down. So I, that's like, you know, the road is, is paved with potholes, and sometimes you got to fill them up. So, you know, in that case, I had to do what I had to do. And, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't want to die, you know. So yeah. things come to it. You're like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this work. I'm going to make this work. And then. And in the, in the outcome of it, you learn, Hey, I don't ever, I don't ever want this for my life. Mm. So if I have to, you know, later when I do get back to reality of my home base land, um, I'm going to have to do some things in barter until I get ahead until I can become the bartery. I don't know if that's a word, but that's mm. what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's not the word, but. You said a lot there, a lot of a lot of uh, silver linings in there, and you're absolutely right. I love that how you have a pod- positive spin at all times, Sean. It's incredible to hear you talk and tell that story. There's so much more detail in that that we could get into. So maybe down the road, I w- we're gonna go into some more individual stories of of this gang oh, that you're yeah. part of. Um, so it's uh, uh, let's put a bow on this one. I just want to thank you guys. Wait, 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 oh, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Brandon's got something. Before we put a bow on this, I do have a Christmas, a short Christmas story that we could close this with since we are getting into the holiday season. Okay. Oh, yeah, let's get something. <laughs> so, you know, back when we were around 15, 16, 17, we didn't have much to do. Social media wasn't a thing. The internet didn't consume our lives. So, you know, we were out there actually being fuck off and doing things. One of the things we did was go to the local Walmart and cause mischief. And mm-hmm. this specific time, Sean had dressed up as Santa Claus, you know, pretty much full get up minus the shirt. He was wearing a shirt that was just covered in brass knuckles, but you know, fitting for where we live. Before we go further on, you that, remember I my food realized, stamp hoodie? Yeah, let's just let's I had just a food stamp the, hoodie. 
A fruit stamp? Okay, well, let's just point out that Sean is not a small man. Let's put it that right, way. Right, right. He's no. not a Santa Bill. Yeah. So, so Sean, is, Sean is Newcastle Santa. Then we go to Walmart, and Sean has this giant red burlap sack. Huge. This thing fits in an entire buggy. Shopping cart, for those of you who don't know what a buggy is. <laughs> and inside of that red burlap sack is me. <laughs> <laughs> goal was to try to get inside of Walmart with this burlap sack. And we do, because it was very easy. The greeter just let us walk right in. Sean said, yeah, this is for Toys for Tots. Walmart doesn't even have a Toys for Tots. No. So we walk in with they don't care. They don't they care. People. So we walk in with the sack. Sean would push me down an aisle. People would walk by, and I would make some noises or move, and people would get freaked out because, you know, the bag's moving. What the fuck? Well, we did this a few times, and we pull up to the electronics aisle. And there is a mother and I would say probably a three or four year old kid. So I, I do the gimmick. I, I move. I make a little bit of noise. Sean walks up to the cart and gets ready to push it away. And the little kid says, mister, what's in your bag? It's <laughs> down real low. I level with him. He says, you want to know what's in my bag, son? It's an elf. And the kid just starts fucking crying. <laughs> Balling his eyes out, a little bastard. <laughs> Balls his eyes out. They call security. We have to get out of this fucking bag and out of Walmart. And it was just a mess. But yeah, Sean kidnapped an elf and ruined some kids' Christmas. Ruined it. That kid's never coming back. Uh, He's in Belmont Pine. <laughs> I, that's just. Happy holidays, everybody, from uh, the Drinks of Johnny crew. Happy holidays, you animals. Come down here and <laughs> let me sit on animals. my lap and let me poke you. Oh, God, yeah, Sean. That's the way to end it right there. That's it for That's this it. week, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Filthy Friday follow-up with uh, Sean Ye. We could get so much more into it, and Brandon. Uh, again, happy holidays, everyone. Until next time, as always. Happy holidays. Cheers. Happy holidays. See ya. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now on Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris, and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and, in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.